Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Hold On. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are in love with us. You are so good and you are just reaching out to us all the time to try to help us, to give us revelation, knowledge, and wisdom so that we can walk in your kingdom here and now and be blessed here and now and even be prepared to meet up with you when we leave here. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's the word God gave me today is hold on. And um, he started showing me that so many people are just letting go of his promises because it seems to be taking so long. He's saying, hold on. And we know in Hebrews, it says that he has no pleasure in a person that um, quits and gives up. And so we have to press in and hold on and know that God is really working behind the scenes. And the thing is, is he's working in us. We're the ones who are really in the way. You know, when you ask God um, for something, and I've said this so many times before because he said it to me, and it's so wonderful to hear, and it's encouraging. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to encourage us. And he said that he doesn't want to just give us one little blessing, and then we run away with it and not get any more and just come back, you know, every once in a while when we need something. But he wants us to live blessed all the time. He wants us to move right into his kingdom and have his blessings. And, you know, when you do move into his kingdom, it's a whole different way of being, a whole different life to live, and a whole different person to be. And that's what he's doing. You know, he's recreating us in Christ Jesus. He's recreating us. He is the potter, and he's getting us to the place where, where we can be and do what he created for us to do and who he created for us to be. And so when we step up to his higher way, he starts teaching us how to be happy, how to be set free. And that really is transforming our character to be like his so we fit into the kingdom of God. I tell this story so often, but um, I just feel prompted to tell it again. My mom was asking God to take her to heaven. And he said, first, you have to learn to love. You have to forgive. And to fit into heaven, that makes so much sense. We have to be formed into his likeness. And so when you ask Jesus right here on the earth, when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, he's going to start changing you to be like him so that you walk in his kingdom. You can walk in his kingdom. You represent the Father. All those blessings are just going to fall on you and be added on to you because Living in his kingdom is living blessed all the time. And so he's not saying, no, I don't want to bless you. Yes, I care. No, I'm not saying no to you, but hold on. Give me a chance to do that work in you. You know, so much of the time he asks us to do things. You know, he asks me to do things and I don't want to do them. And I don't see the blessing in it. I don't see the light in it. And I don't realize what he's doing. And a couple of weeks ago, he said it so plainly, I'm setting you up for a miracle. You know, you, you've called on me. You said you wanted to live in my kingdom and you wanted to change your life to live in my way so that you could be blessed all the time. You know this. And then when I ask you to do something, you shy away. You don't want to do it. You're uncomfortable. 
about it and we are uncomfortable and that's why we don't do it. And so we get wrapped up in this little mindset of thinking what we can do and what we can't do without him. But with him, you know, and I just, I did this in the last year. I said so often to him, I said, it's too hard. You're expecting too much from me. I can't do this. And I had to come to realize I was trying to do it in my own strength. But, you know, really what um, I believe set me free is I I just started seeking him. And um, first of all, I started seeking him and then feeling like I needed to pray in my prayer language more often. And I started doing that. And then I started realizing that I had to ask God to help me to do what he was telling me to do, to change that thing on the inside of me that was keeping me from doing what he said. And there, there is always a reason that you're not doing what God is telling you to do. You know, you can be afraid of something. It can be something on the inside of you that needs to be recreated. You know, we grow up with these mindsets. We have this thinking, you know, that isn't right. And we need to be healed, really, of that thinking because a certain thinking is going to keep you stuck all your life. And so God was showing me that I had this thing in my life that needed to be changed. And I, I, you know, I agreed with him, but I said, you're going to have to do it in me. And I don't know why I'm so shocked every time when he does do something in me, but I'm just in awe of who I am and how he has set me free. And you know, shifts over and over again, all these things that are in the way of my happiness. And they're in the way of him blessing me. You know, God wants good for you. He wants to get, like Jesus said, those dead branches that aren't producing any fruit out of your life. And he's talking about your character, the things that you hold on to, thinking that you need to be who you are, which you really don't. You don't need any of those things. He's our sustenance. He's our source. He's our God. He is the center of everything that we need. And so I gave him permission. I said, fix me because I can't do it. I can't do that. I try. I want to be that, but I can't be that. And just over a little bit of time, he fixed that in me. And those things no longer bother me if I don't have them. Really, they're kind of like a cover-up that you do. Or a pacifier, you know, to make your flesh feel better, to make you to be okay even with your flesh or who you are. And so when you let God do that, one person I heard um, call it surgery actually in a song, and that is such a good explanation because it does. It feels like surgery. It feels like you're having something going on on the inside of you and you know, you have these aches and these pains and they're, are like growing pains, whatever you want to call them. And he's doing a work in you. And it starts out, you're thinking it's impossible. And you probably already know this. And then all of a sudden he just does in you what you couldn't do by yourself. And he's getting that deadness out of your life. He's setting you free so you can produce that fruit that he's talking about. Um Obviously, Jesus had no hang-ups, but we have hang-ups. And so what he's saying today is, hold on. Give me a chance. Don't walk away from me. I see so many people just walk away from him because they don't understand. They think God is saying no. And that's who God is reaching out to today. He's not saying no. 
And in, in my own experience, sometimes it seems like it's taking so long. God, why is it taking so long? And he said, because you didn't do what I told you to do. You know what? And even if you can't, like I just said, do what he told you to do, then you have to ask him to help you. Help me then, Lord. Help me to do what you're asking me to do. Don't walk away from him, though. You know, I just have to say that I held on and I held on and I held on and I held on. And really, why was I holding on? Whose fault was it but my own because I wasn't obeying him? So when I'm saying, God, this is too hard, it's taking too long, you know, he finally got through to me that I needed to obey him. I needed to do that thing that I thought was too hard to do that I couldn't do because of the hangups I had. And he's going to do the same thing in you. He's not saying no, he's fixing you. He's recreating you to set you free from all those things in your life that are hangups. He's going to give you surgery. And, you know, maybe a little bit during the time of you giving up your will and hanging on to his will is when it hurts the most. But when you're done, you're new. You know, if you ever went in and had surgery and the doctor fixed you up, it's a good thing. And it got fixed and you feel better. And so that is the reason why I'm saying that word. But, um, when he fixes you, when he gets you fixed up, it's so much better than the physical way, but it's comparable. But what I want to say is you just feel like this whole new person and you just can't get over it. You know, in, in my life, when I say it, like to my son, he goes, wow, you know, you're just saying that over and over again. I said, I know I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But, you know, he does the same thing. When you have something good in your life, you just can't get over it. And you're, you're just saying it and saying it. And you're so excited. And it's good because you're getting set free. And now you can produce that fruit. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, which I would like to read to you. God tells us that he has a good plan for us. And I got this kind of backwards. I'll switch this around now. He has a good plan for us. And I want to read to you in the Amplified Bible how it states that. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts and I plan the plans I have for you. And this is what's, what it's about. It's about the thoughts and the plans he has for you. He is thinking about that the whole time and you really don't know what it is. He might have given you a glimpse of that in inkling. God does like to surprise us. I found that out. And um, so he knows the thoughts and the plans he has for you. And the thoughts and plans are for your welfare and peace, not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. So he has a good plan for you, a plan for peace, for good. And now I lost my other place, but um, here it is. He has a plan for, for good for you. So the whole time you're thinking, God, do you hear me? You know, what's going on here? Why am I waiting so long? He's implementing that plan in your life by direction. He's giving you direction. And when you disregard that direction, when you put it aside and you think it's too hard or you can't do it, you're really stopping the plan. You're holding up the plan. It's not him. And Ephesians 2.10 says that. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works, which God planned ahead of time, predestined, planned ahead of time for us to walk past that work, prepared 
ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He prearranged a good life, just like we read in Jeremiah. I know the plan I have for you. It's for your welfare. It's for your good. It's not for evil. Hang on. Let me get this together for you. I'm going to give you the direction. Your part is to do it. If it's too hard, of course it's too hard because we can't do anything without him. And then we ask him to help us. And along the way, he does that surgery. He fixes the things. He gets the dead branches out of our life so that we can bear fruit. Isn't that exciting? I think that is so exciting. God is so good. And then I want to tell you the plan that he has for you. And Ephesians 3.20 says more than you can ask or think. His plan he has for you is more than you can ask or think. And I have it right here. Ephesians 3.20. Now in him who by consequence of his action is power, that is at work in us, this power at work in us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, that's a big word, over and above all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. So he has so much more for you than you can even dream of, so much more for you than you can think of. He has a good plan for your life. He wants you to just let him do it. And when you just let him do it, when you hold on and you take that correction, um, it's going to go so much faster. But if you get stuck with, I can't do it, I can't do this, then it's going to take longer and you're stopping it. So we're thinking one thing and he's thinking another. We're thinking, where are you, God? Why is this taking so long? This is too hard. And he's, he's waiting. He's patient. I'm so glad he's patient and he hasn't become exasperated with us because um, I sure would be. Knowing what I know and, and watching people, and I'm not saying I know it all, but I can see, um, you know, that, like I just said, they're thinking God is saying no. They asked God and he said no, and that's that. And that's not true. He's doing a work in you. He's recreating you in Christ Jesus, and he's putting you on that path that leads to that good life he has for you. He has a really good, awesome, exciting plan for you to do, and he's trying to get you there. And um, he was actually showing me this for a couple days and um, compared to my life where I was stuck because I didn't do what he said. And then when I finally did what he said, because um, I said I would, it was like I was just instantly almost set free from that thing that was the problem. And so he wants to get those dead branches out. I know I said that, but I keep on saying it because it means something. It's not just written on the paper, but it means something. When you apply the Word of God to your life, when you actually do what He tells you to do, you're going to experience these scriptures. They're going to come alive in your life. And you can see that He is getting that dead stuff off of you, and you're going to bear fruit. And it's going to be good fruit. And that fruit that you're doing, the obedience that you're doing, are, is going to get you to that place where your dream is. The thing that you are dreaming of and He's dreaming of for you. You know, God knows your hopes and your dreams. And I believe he put those on the inside of you. And he's in agreement with the dream that you have in your heart because he put it there. 
I remember when I was doing my own thing before I let God just take over in my life, and He showed me that um, I was to do part of what I was to do is what I'm doing right here and right now. And um, I had no idea how easy it would be because He gives me the revelation knowledge. I get excited about it. It helps me in my life, and I get to share it with you. And I had no desire to talk in front of anyone or be in front of a camera, but He gives me that confidence and. He's getting that dead stuff out of my life so I can actually do that. And then he is going to take me to the place where he has um, for me to go. And he's going to do that with you. He's going to keep growing us to the place that he has for us to do that work for him. Because his kingdom is about giving. And the talent that he put on the inside of you, the gift he gave you, is not for you only, but for you to give. And then it's your provision. And um, I don't know anybody um, that could just walk in it without having to have God do a work in them. I mean, there's a lot of people, I suppose, brought up in the church and closer to where um, God is calling them to be. But we all have to go through that surgery and go through that place where we have to get those dead branches out of our lives. So don't feel like you're alone. And God is saying, hold on. I want to say this prayer for you in Ephesians 3.17 starts, May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely in love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp all saints, God's devoted people, experience of that love, that you may really come to know and practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. I really like that because, you know, you, you can't have it without experience. You have to have the revelation and that relationship with him by experience. This is that you may be filled through your being into the richness. richness. Okay, um... I skipped a line here, which far surpasses, surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto the fullness of God, and you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. And, you know, that is the bottom line. you got to have that relationship with him. You have to have that relationship with him. And so that is my prayer for you, that you would come to know him, to the place where you can sit at his feet and find out that he is doing a work in you. And he's going to get you to that answer. You know, so much of the time we're asking him for this and asking him for this, and, and he's saying something else to us, and we never connect it. We never put those dots together because we're thinking of ourselves and we're not realizing he is doing a thing in us. And he wants you to know that today. He's working it out. He's working on that good plan he has for you, but you got to cooperate and let him do that work in you and take that direction because you're on a path that leads to that good life that he has planned for you. He has a good plan for you. He's in love with you and he's not saying no. He wants more for you than you can ask or think. He wants good things for you. He wants you healthy and well. He wants you prosperous. He wants you to have a nice house and a nice car and nice things. But he teaches you the importance of him being your God. And then he teaches you the thing you were created to do that produces some of those physical nice things that you want to have. 
You give of yourself, your gift and talent, and it'll be given back to you. Press don't shaken together and running over because that is how his kingdom operates. So he wants you to live in his kingdom and have the best. He's not saying no. He's saying, hold on. I'm teaching you something. I'm working this out for you. I'm working in you. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't run away. You know, so much of the time, if we don't just get it right away and get it our way, we walk away from God thinking he doesn't care. And he cares. He really cares. And he's saying, hang on. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the side of you and be your God, and, you know, if you want to live in his kingdom, him living in you, you living his way, living in his kingdom, and have all these blessings, if you're ready to let him recreate you in his likeness, and teach you how to live in his kingdom on that path and give to you more than you can ask or think. And just, you know, parking there a second. You know, when you're set free and you don't have hangups and you don't have troubles and crisis, that is being set free. That That is being um, recreated in his likeness and living in his kingdom. You know, it's... um. It's not just a physical thing, but it's an everything. Happiness, peace, joy, contentment, and overflowing. So if you want that life, if you want that abundant life, if you want the more than you can ask or think life in that whole circle that I just mentioned, then you want to ask him to come live inside of you. You want him to be your God and teach you. You want to be able to be have someone to lean on to support you and sustain you, it's him. There's no one else you can count on like you can count on him. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Would you say that prayer with me? Jesus said, actually, that he's knocking on the door of your heart. And if you would let him in, if you would answer the door and let him let him in, he would come in and be with you all the time. And that's true. He's going to be with you all the time. He's not quiet. He's always talking. He wants to lead you and guide you. He's anxious to get you to that good life he has planned for you. He has good planned for you. So would you pray with me, dear Jesus? We thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us, that you want good for us, and you want to teach us your way. And you're encouraging us today to hold on, to not let go, to keep hanging on to your hand and know that you're going to fix everything as we just follow you. And we love you and we praise you. We give you all the glory. We thank you that when we invite you in, that you tell us things to come, that you're a helper, a counselor, or standby, that you remind us of the things that you said, that you correct us and teach us, recreate us, and we want that. We want that, and we thank you and praise you that you want to do that in us and for us, and we just give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when Jesus came, he shed his blood for you and made you right with the Father. He did for you what you couldn't do on your own, and that's why we can go to him and say, I can't, it's too hard, and then he does it in you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain, so you don't have to be sick. You don't have to be broke. You don't have to be sorrowful or in pain. He did all that for you, and he's going to teach you how to receive that. He took stripes for your healing. He's so good. He's so in love with you. He laid down his life for you and me. So good. So if you said that prayer for the first time, John 1 1 tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And so when you get to know the Word of God, you're getting to know Him. 
And so you want to look at the word every day and then be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. And um, the word also tells us that you can't do one law and not the rest because then you're going to be shortchanging yourself. When, you, when he's leading you to that good life, you have to do everything he tells you to do because that's what gets you there. That's what gets you to your dream life, the thing that he has planned for you for your good. And then when you leave here, you get to live with him. When you leave here. Everything he tells you to do is going to set you free. So good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer today for the first time, I'd love it so much if you let me know. If I inspired you in any way, I would love to know that as well. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.